War Master Josh Barnett. You are listening to the We Are Rising podcast. I'm doing very well, Christian. How are you doing on this uh, fine Thursday evening? Hey, I'm doing all right, man. Never better. Glad to, glad to hear that. Glad to... Nobody else has, you know, obviously a lot, a lot of wrestling websites are talking about it. Um, some, um, I, I guess, you know, uh, uh, on some of the, maybe like one or two other MMA websites. But yeah, for the most part, uh, yeah, Bloodsport's not getting any, um, Bloodsport 2, I should say, is not getting that much coverage compared, I think, to the first Bloodsport show that just happened earlier this year. Do you think that's that's one of the reasons why a lot of people aren't paying uh, of this show's not getting as much attention as compared to the other Bloodsport shows because of Moxley's uh, uh, unfortunate absence? And just to let everybody know, uh, it was supposed, the main event was supposed to be Josh Barnett versus John Moxley, but Moxley got MRSA uh, from uh, the G1. So uh, yeah, he uh, you know you can't you can't wrestle when you have MRSA. That's bad. That's bad. <laughs> exactly yeah yeah um uh yeah so yeah they, they had to replace him i yeah i do think that probably moxley because i remember when moxley they put out that remember the gcw put out that video of moxley you know saying you know uh promoting the uh g uh the blood sports show and i think definitely um it was the ex uh, the, you know you kind of like 
That was a, that is a main event to like be a, like that is a classic main event, and that is something that you know a lot of people were looking forward to. But um, yeah, perhaps you know because of um, of that change in the main event, I think probably a lot of people decided uh, you know uh, decided to maybe um, I guess kind of ignore the show, unfortunately. I think so. I, th- I think this is a case of, you know, um, card, you know, not, not, uh, it's not a bad card, not a bad card, uh, but like, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, it's gonna, you know, it, it's definitely gonna be a show that I think surprises a lot of people. I think a lot of people, you know, I think, you know, how, are there any other wrestling shows, major wrestling shows that are being, that are on uh, this weekend? Okay. Um, any uh, there's no w, w, uh, WWE shows or like I don't know NXT shows. But... Okay. Yeah, I get to I can tell you like just being in New York, nobody gives a shit about that show. In fact, I forgot it was entirely this weekend. Um. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They uh uh wouldn't it be a trip wouldn't it be triple A if they didn't you know book a show when they shouldn't have booked a show. Um, is it? It's such a triple A thing to do. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, um, I you know nine nine matches. Um, I all unique matches, and uh, I ca- I can't wait to talk, just talk about this card and watch it. Uh, and see you live. So, um, yeah, you want to get to the uh, particulars of the show, Christian? Hopefully, not a bad one in the house. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, we got we got some newcomers, we got some people that are regulars. Um, this is gonna be this is, you know this is gonna be you know, do you think this could be show of the year contender or you think that's or that too much? Because, uh, I mean, it's also competing up against the other, the uh, the uh, first Bloodsport show, um, which I thought was a show of the year contender. So, you know, hey, you know what? Bloodsport 2 might wind up uh, outbesting uh, Bloodsport 1. Who knows? bit, you know, he just, you know, don't forget, remember, he made his East Coast debut uh, at, um, at the uh, Baltimore show this, uh, uh, this year in April, so, you know, he's been, all, he's been in California, he's kind of like the opposite of Eddie Kingston, uh, I don't know if you remember Eddie Kingston, but he used to just wrestle on the East Coast uh, at one point, and, uh, now, uh, yeah, it seems, now, uh, Kratos is, uh, is branching out, which is, uh, which is great. Uh, Fullerton, uh, Fullerton, right? promotion he ever wrestled for. I don't think he wrestled for anywhere else. That the that they're going in the win, um, that is a uh, that is a that is a stone cold fact that they are both going in to win. Um, and we you know we talked to uh, we talked to um, uh, 
uh, both of them, and uh, Eric Hammer, though, Eric Hammer was 100% sure that he's going to walk away with one of uh, Kratos' limbs. Um, now, Kratos, on the other hand, um, sounded like he kind of wanted to knock out um, uh, Eric Hammer. Oh, yeah, yeah, but I think it's fair to say that probably Eric Hammer himself has the advantage when it comes to submissions. Because, you know, considering that he he does train with Josh Barnett, you know, and, you know, uh, he is a catch wrestler, you know, and they do all them, all them, you know, really, those those devastating um, uh, submission holds in catch wrestling to win. So, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if, um, you know... It's very hard to tell. It's because, you know, let's see, the first fight... Remember, Kratos' first fight, um, he knocked out uh, Simon Grimm with the powerbomb and then with the jumping elbow. So, you know, we already know what, what Kratos can do. Um, the thing is that also, Eric Hammer, he hasn't wrestled in, you know... How, how long has it been since he... He hasn't wrestled since, I think, 2015, maybe? Like, he's, like, going on for, like, four years or something. Right? Probably so. Probably so. You're right. We're in the even though there's no ropes. Yeah, you know. I mean, you know, I don't want to say, you know, do you believe in ring rust for pro wrestlers? I think so. Especially if you haven't been in there for so long. Yeah, you know, I just, you know, Eric Hammer, you know, is incredibly confident he is going to win, but I just, you know, man... Not not training not not actively wrestling for that long, you know. I I I don't know if he's gonna if he's gonna he's gonna come in uh, the fresh man, you know. Kratos is wrestling regularly, so you know I would have to go with Kratos by and by a knockout by a devastating knockout, you know. I, you know, especially also if Eric Hammer tries to go for one of those um one of those uh, uh you know takedowns. You know, you know what? Kratos could just pick him up and throw him down at ease if he wanted to. Um, yeah, you know. Yeah, I gotta go with J.R. Kratos on this one. What do you think, Christian? I mean, if you think about it, it's not, obviously, like I said, it's gonna be a hot battle. Yeah. The big bulls trying to see who can... Uh, I mean, it's gonna be two big bulls yeah, well, I mean, also, you know... No, go ahead. Yeah, almost.
Well, what are, yeah, these these matches do have time limits. Uh, I think they're around twenty minutes. I think is it twenty or thirty? Holy crap! You are. I mean, holy shit! You're right. Probably like thirty minutes. I won't be twenty. Probably, probably fifteen minutes, maybe twenty. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the main event might be the only one that like has like a longer time limit. Cause I is that how um. Is that how UWFI used to do it? The uh, the the, the uh, undercard matches used to be shorter than the main event, I think, right? I think so. I think so. So I, I yeah, you know, um, I I don't I'll, I'll just say right now, uh, I don't think any of these matches are going to draws. Uh, like the first one where uh, first match, uh, I mean the main event between Barnett and Minoru Suzuki went to a time limit draw, then overtime. And but then still went to a draw, so I'm gonna just say that off the bat. But yeah, I think we're gonna, I think, I think Kratos is gonna get a knockout win in, uh, in, in this match, um, and uh, he'll be two and zero in blood sports. Yeah, hopefully so. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, of course not. Of course not. This this is definitely gonna be a hard hitting one. Uh huh. Second battle on the card: Matt Weapon X Matoski versus the former Death Match wrestler. And oh by the way, little brother of a certain big fan Stanford superstar, Corey <laughs> Gulak. He's probably heavier now, though, you know, since he quit MMA. He's probably got to be maybe 200, 210, maybe. I'm guessing. Probably so. I mean, the dude hasn't competed in a while. Maybe he has gained weight. You're right. Well, that's usually what happens. Usually you have MMA fighters who, after, you know, they stop. You know, I mean, look at Rampage. Rampage, I I've heard estimate, is probably around 300. That's what I've heard the estimate is for him. Oh, look at that. Really? Oh no, we're not gonna. We're, no, we won't. No, we won't. Yep, but he's part of the uh, the faction, the Crucible. The, uh, they are a Rudo um, um, faction. A Rudo 
Yep, and so they are not known for really, uh, they're the bad guys, basically. Well, he is, he takes his wrestling very seriously. Uh, he was a, high, a wrestler in high school and in college at Temple University. Um, and uh, he does coach, he coaches um, a youth wrestling uh, uh, organization in uh, Philadelphia. Uh, and when he told, he told me that when he's not wrestling, he's watching wrestling. So he's, wrestling, he's a wrestler almost 24-7. Mm-hmm. Mad wrestling, catch wrestling, submission wrestling, grappling, yeah. Um, yeah, he's, um, he very much, um, is a, um, he's, he, he, he lives and breathes it. Um, and, um, yeah, so, you know, he's definitely, you know, he, he's not someone who's here to joke around, to have fun, to dance. He's here to put someone on the mat. Make them face the, put the, make their face hit the ground, and they better give up, or else he's gonna start stretching people. He actually also even has a win over Zack Saber Jr. in um, I think it was Chikara, tapping uh, the submission master as uh, Takamichinoku would say out. Um, and um, he is uh, you know. The thing you know what's unique about him is that I think he might be a I mean. He's been wrestling longer than Mikowski. Um, he's, uh, you know, Mikowski just debuted, like, what was it, February this year, I think? Um, actually, no, he debuted, like, oh, yeah, I guess you could say that. He debuted about a few months ago. Chicago even put out a video on it on YouTube. Exactly, yeah, um... He, uh, he's, you know, obviously a longevity and veteran status, obviously, um, uh, what was it, um, that, that obviously Roy Gulak has the advantage, but overall, when it comes to striking and grappling, I gotta say, it's, you know, it's obviously Matt Mikowski, 
Matt Mikowski is so is well rounded, well versed in almost all disciplines. You know, black, B, BJJ black belt, um, and you know he loves to, to chop people down with their kicks, um, with his kicks. Uh, and I gotta say, you know, I have to give this to Matt Mikowski. He's overall just he's just the he's just the better all around all-around wrestler uh, with, with more tools than Rory, Rory Gulag. And I think he's going to... I think he's going to submit Rory Gulag in this match. Uh, what do you think, Christian? Well, if your prediction is Mikowski, I'm going to have to go ahead and... I mean, I don't know, because... If they go like... Live, eat, breathe... Train for 24-7, I mean... Kind of hard because of the fact that he had a bachelor's associate's degree from Temple and could have been a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> but when you think about it, Mikulski, he just got into professional wrestling like, a few months back. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, this is probably the biggest match of his career so far. I mean, obviously, What's the age difference again? What's the age difference? Tempted to to change my pick, um, but you know, you know, I'm you know I'm gonna do you know how they always say whenever you take a multiple choice test, always go with your first uh your first answer. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. Um, I'm 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 gonna go with Matt Mikowski. How do you think uh, how do you think Gulak will win? Do you think he's going to you think he's gonna knock him out? Do you think he's gonna submit him? How do you think Gulak will uh, finish this match? Probably going to see Bullock win via submission. 
Oh, well, that is, you, you bring up many good points. You bring up many good points, Christian. Um, wow, okay. I'm going, I'm going to have to, um, uh, it's going to, it's going to, you know, this, is, this match just got mu much more interesting with your, with your uh, analysis of it. I kind of thought that Matt Mikowski might just run, run right through him, but now I don't think, I don't think so. I think it's going to be a much more tougher fight than, than, than I originally envisioned. Good on you for changing my changing my, 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 my eyes. Understood, understood. But hey, I'm just trying to make you, you know, think before you make your choices. Of course, of course. Now, now the next match we got, the first of two women's contests on this card. Wendy Snow, the former FT, the former FTTW lady champion from Jacksonville, Florida. 5'3", 119 pounds, trained by Jay Lethal, specializes in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. She is 32 years old and is a freelancer for the cage match. Her opponent in this contest is an MMA veteran. Pure Rust, Joshi Pure Rust a veteran, a wrestling veteran. Oh, and by the way, the first ever Ring of Honor, Women of Honor World Champion, I just want to also add as well. She was a judo. She competed uh, in in ju as a judoka. Uh, in fact, actually, she had a match against uh, Megumi Yabushita. Uh, I think it was like nineteen ninety three. I think it was. You got to find video of it, of it on YouTube. And I wow, that's and I think I think that's how she got into professional wrestling because Megumi Yabushita also went to professional wrestling at the same time. I think. I think after that match, that's when she started focusing on professional wrestling. Um, and it, I think that may have been the impetus. Uh, maybe uh, I'm not 100 sure, but I, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure that it must be within close range of uh, of, of that of that uh, judo match that they had. So you want you want me to explain that? I actually researched that. So she originally won the match by first by, by first round armbar. Uh, this is the Amy Davis match. Okay, so she wins the match. Did you know that the match went over three? Apparently, the match went longer than three minutes, and they didn't ring the bell. Apparently, it was supposed to, it was supposed to be three round uh, three rounds three minutes, but it went over three minutes. So, so she didn't. It wasn't like. She didn't, it was a no contest because the people running it were fucking idiots. It wasn't, no, it wasn't because of Sakai and it wasn't because of her opponent. It was because the people who, whatever promotion that was, were run by, by, by dummies. 
They wouldn't look at the fucking timer. I, I, imagine that. Imagine you win a match and they have to rule it. It has to get ruled no contest because the people who are running it were fucking stupid. I'd be so angry. So really, it should be it should be three and four. The record should be three and four. Honestly, it's really three and four. Yep, did you? I watched a little bit of the match of Jessica Aguilar. She did very well in that match. Um, unfortunately, you know, Aguilar basically outpointed her, but she came close to finish her, finishing her uh, with, a, uh, uh, with a guillotine choke at one point. But, you know, Jessica Aguilar is one of the best. Uh, uh, and she fights at flyweight, right? Or the strawweight? Oh, gotcha, I gotcha. So, you know, she, you know, she is one of the, one of the best, uh, strawweights, you know, especially at a time, you know, she, you know, she was one, probably one of the most, uh, the most well-known strawweight at one point, um, before the UFC actually started getting into the strawweight business, but, uh, nonetheless, um, you know, she did lose in the end, but, you know, both of her wins in MMA are by submission. So keep note of that. Exactly. And with that, let's go to the prediction. It would be easy for me to say, you know, because of so many wrestling credentials. She's a former All Japan Women's Pro Wrestling Tag Champion. She's a former JD Star Junior Champion, Queen of the Ring Champion, a former New England Championship Wrestling North American Women's Champ. Obviously, former Ring of Honor, first ever Ring of Honor, Women of Honor World Champion, 2014 Valerie Women's Pro. I mean, you don't see where I'm going with this, but she is very credentialed. I mean, she even wrestled for Women's Extreme Wrestling, which was a promotion that appeared on a little bit of the rated R and triple X side. Oh, exactly. Yes, yes, yes.
week to come as was a judo practitioner. And I think it's going to probably show in that fight, considering the fact that, well, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu always trumps judo, to be honest. And that's why I think that Lindsay Snow is probably going to win this fight via submission. Well, you took the words right out of my mouth. I think that let's see, Lindsay. I think Lindsay's also the bigger person as well. Um, she's gonna be uh, that that cage match. Uh, cage match has her at one nineteen. I watched some of her Naga matches. She is not one nineteen. She looks one forty five, one fifty five. So maybe at one point she was one nineteen, but she's certainly not one one nineteen anymore. Um, she so got the size advantage. She's gonna be younger. I think she's gonna has the overall better. Credentials, especially uh, in the ground, to win this. I think, uh, yeah, I think that 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 Lindsay Snow is gonna is gonna easily submit um, Sumi Sakai in this match. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, we immediately see an Imanari roll and then a heel hook. Ooh, ooh, even even more devastating. Um, yeah, you know, I I gotta be honest. I don't even think this will be this will go beyond five minutes. To tell you the truth. Yeah, I think this this goes five minutes or less, and uh, Lindsey Snow gets the uh, gets the W. By the way, you know that Lizzie Snow is also the boy, uh, the girlfriend of Shannon Moore. Really, the prince of punk. Yeah, the prince of punk, Shannon Moore. Oh, Lord. Maybe he'll be there to uh, watch the show. Ooh, what's? This is a this is a family friendly podcast, Christian. Please, what is, we cannot go there. I understand. I understand. Plus, I don't want no guy with a mohawk beating down my door looking to fuck me up. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, moving right along, we go from the first women's match on this card to the second women's match on this card next. Called the boy. Oh, she's a she's a current Shimmer's uh, Shimmer uh, World Champion now. Um, former uh, Heart of Shimmer Champion, and you know, she's competed in the Mae Young Classic. Um, I think was that the first Mae Young Classic that she was in, or was it the second one? I can't remember which one it was. But uh, she advanced pretty. She advanced. I think she made it past the first bracket, but lost in the second bracket. Um. But uh, let's see. What? Uh, yeah, she's a, she's a, she's one of the top women's wrestlers on the independent scene right now. Uh-huh. And her age, she's thirty-three years old, born November third, nineteen eighty-five, in Elk Grove, California. 
Brianna Pulaski. Well, actually, she was born November 3rd, 1985 in Pulaski County, Missouri, competing out of Northern California. She was a former jarhead. Mm. I mean, she was a former member of the United States military, the United States Army. And she has been wrestling since, I think, I mean, May of 2011. No, wait, actually, November of 2011. I mean, she said it herself in the interview we had with her. November, it'll be eight years she's been wrestling professionally. Ah. Oh, so she's, uh, she's got, uh, she's quite, uh, almost got a decade of wrestling in her. Mm-hmm. Also, it was also she was she was all, yeah. Also, um, she was in the Mae Young Classic, and uh, I think it's important to mention who she beat to get the NWA Women's Championship as well. Yep, Jazz, who's been around. God, I feel like Jazz has been around forever. Exactly. Also, I think she might also have the height advantage as well, uh, the size advantage. But here's the other thing as well. You know that Allison K has also had an MMA match. Oh, I mean, you remember hearing about it, right? Yeah, I, I believe it was in Michigan. Um, I think it was amateur. Um, it wasn't pro. She got poked in the eye, and her eye, you know, obviously closed up, but she still managed to submit her opponent in the second round. Um, but also, Nicole Zavoy and Allison K have already had a match this year, uh, in March at Shimmer, a one, Shimmer Volume 111, where Nicole Zavoy defended the Shimmer Women's, uh, Shimmer Belt, uh, championship against, uh, K, and, um, Savoy won that by armbar submission. So this is a, this is a grudge match we got here. This is a this is a good old fashioned grudge, grudge match. Um, who do you think will win in this in this second outing between these two tough ladies, Christian? I mean, to be quite honest, it's hard for 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think that Allison K is going to come into this match incredibly motivated. She's going to have great armbar defense. Uh, she's not going to let she's not going to let Savoy get that armbar again. Um, she might. She's going to she's going to come in strong. She's going to come in fierce, and I think that Allison K will submit Nicole Savoy this time, basically giving them. A one and one record between these two, and whether the uh, third match is in Shimmer for the NWA or at for some other promotion, I think we're gonna see a third match down the line between these ladies, maybe sometime this year. Um, yeah, I got. I I think that that uh, Allison K takes this match. Are you sure? I'm I'm going with it. I, I'm I have to go with it. Yeah. Um, I gotta say, um, what 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 is uh, was you think that uh that Nicole Savoy is gonna slam her, uh, and knock her out, Christian? Do you think that, uh, do you think if, if Nicole Savoy, did, remember when we talked of her, she did say she want, one of her goals uh, want, was to get the NWA Women's Championship. Do you think with a win against Kay that she will get, the NWA would sanction a title match between the two sometime this year? Be 
What about if 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 Savoy? I'm sorry, if K wins, would you you think they would have a rematch uh, in Shimmer for the uh, Shimmer belt that Nicole Savoy holds? Christian? Oh no. Well, I think that if uh, if Allison K wins, there will be a title defense uh, by Nicole Savoy. Oh, are you are you back, Christian? Uh, well, I think that that Nicole Savoy will defend her belt against Allison K in Shimmer at some point. Uh, if she when she does, if there if with this, if K does win this match. Great analysis, Andrew. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know if you want. Yeah, I uh, know. Uh, who, who else is, is is in the Contra unit, uh, Christian? Um, I'm forgetting the names of the other uh, people that are there. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, Jacob Fatu is a name I'm hearing a lot on the indie scene. Um, do you know anything about him? Is he is he a guy to look? Is he a guy that everybody should be looking at, or um, you paying attention to? Uh, Oh, 
really, a, you know, if you're a Fatu, you're a Samoan, you basically have, um, you can, you're basically, you're, the door is open for you in WWE. That's really how it is. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I thought we both mentioned no three letters, but still. <laughs> I understand. The Fatu is basically like the lifeblood over in Connecticut. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we should also mention that uh, Grimm also has um, training in kickboxing. I think he also has some catch wrestling background. And he's an overall strong guy. Um, a really strong guy for his, for, you know, he's not the tallest guy, but he's one of the strongest guys for somebody like his height. I think, I know it says I, he's around six feet, maybe 5'11", but he, he's built like a tank. He really is a, he's really built, built like, like a, bri like a brick shit house, as, as, uh, some would say. I gotta say, I want to see that MMA match so bad. I want to I want to see it so bad, but I think it was just from a promotion that just, you know, didn't record their um, matches. There was only one photo of it available. There's a photo of, of uh, Santino and his opponents. But, uh, yeah, there is no... I, I, I scoured everywhere to try to find this, and I don't think it, I don't think it exists on tape, unfortunately. And animals, don't forget. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> He's a two-time Ohio Valley Wrestling Television Champion, once competing under the name of Boris Alexiev. In the Big Ben Stanford, he's a former two-time Intercontinental Champion, a former one-time tag team champ with fellow shoot wrestling, I mean, with fellow shooter Vladimir Kozlov. A.K.A. Oleg Priest. He's a former WWE. No, nah, fuck the initials. He's a former United States champion, and of course, unfortunately. 
unfortunately for him, he has the distinction of being the only man to win a women's battle royal on their big show, WrestleMania. Santina Morella. Oh, God. The less mentioned about that, the better. <laughs> and also, more recently, as far as judo credentials, he is a 2017 Ashai Annual Tournament bronze medalist. Mm-hmm. Now, he actually had his last judo match this, uh, I think it was, I think that was his last judo match, uh, before he, uh, called the quits, uh, you know, just, you know, he's, he's gonna be teaching it instead of, uh, doing it, it looks like. Mm-hmm. I see. And his opponent, Simon Gotch, or Simon Grimm. Born October 18, about this match, uh, Christian. Just like... Yeah. How do you think about it? If this were the big thing ever, I think it would be a throwaway match, and I probably wouldn't give two flying fucks about it. I, I gotta say... Also, just want to mention as well, these two have never had a match in Stanford. This is their first time ever meeting in a ring. Also, you know that that it would be a it would be a match that would be, you know they're gonna try to make you laugh. They're gonna you know they're gonna do something goofy. They're gonna basically do everything that Jim Cornette absolutely does not like about comedy wrestling. Between these two ex-big fan superstars, and I think, given his judo background, 
Interesting, interesting analysis. Um, I have to disagree, though. I think that Simon Grimm is going to win this. I think he's going to knock him out. I think that Grimm, here's the thing as well. How, if Santino is, you know, Santino has wrestled before, but Anthony Corelli, this is the first time Anthony Corelli is in a match. You know, he had the thing with the DT a few weeks ago, but that was, that's not the same Anthony Corelli that we will be seeing on this show. So, the thing is, I don't know if somebody who's, who's basically almost been a comedy guy their entire career, can he turn it on for a match like this where he can't, where, where that comedy stuff is not, is not welcome? And I gotta say, you know, I I think that you know, yeah, judo. He's got a judo background, and all that stuff. But no, I think that Grimm is, is gonna be a fresher guy wrestling at a match like this. I think he's gonna he's gonna know he's he's gonna not need to turn it on. Um, I think yeah, I and you know also Santino. Yeah, I saw I I shouldn't call him Santino because that's how I've known him. But Corelli. He hasn't, you know, he's mostly retired from, from, from pro wrestling due to injuries. I don't even know if he's going to go into this match fresh at all. He might go into this match injured, uh, not 100%. I got to say, you know, I don't think, I don't think he's, yeah, I got to go with Grimm just based on the fact that he's the fresher, the fresher guy and probably in his, uh, has not a lot of ring rust compared to uh, Corelli. I just don't know if, if Corelli can turn it on, you know. I mean, 
this could this be match at night? You know, you know they always say you know low expectations. Uh, was it low expectations? Um, great outcome, something like that. You know, I could be entirely wrong about Corelli. This could be this could be entirely match at night. It's certainly I, I think it's one of the one of the, the matches I'm most intrigued by. But nonetheless, you know, unless I see something different with um, unless I see something you know early on that makes me think that you know Corelli, you know, Corelli's Corelli's here. Gotta go with Grimm. I gotta go with Grimm. Just you know, just because I know who I I know I am familiar with him. And I know what he will bring to this match. Understood. Understood. And now we go from that amazing bounce to something that would probably fit more of the independent wrestling style, and that is the belt. Zachary Wentz, one third of the Rascals, DNA, and Pro Wrestling Gorilla, versus former one half of the Workhorsemen, the Patron Saint of Wrestling, Anthony Henry. Now, the particulars for Zachary Wentz 5'10, 176 pounds from Dayton, Ohio. Uh, let's see here. Sorry, doing research on the fly. Dude. Well, uh, Zachary Wentz. Uh, oh, are you doing Zachary Wentz first, right? Yeah, Zachary Wentz. Yeah, he's from. Yeah, he actually, and if you go on his Twitter, and actually, I just wrote a preview for for this entire card on MMASucker.com, I did post a little clip from his Twitter that he posted from, from an MMA fight that he had. And it looked like an amateur fight. Um, I couldn't find anything pro regarding that, but, I, you know, this guy, you know, he's, he's he knows when to go for the kill, I'll put it that way. He knows when he's got something won, and he knows when to fuck somebody up. <laughs> Uh, yes, um, Wrestle Circus was on its way to become, I think, probably the PWG of, of, of this, of this, of the central area of these, uh, of like central, the Texas wrestling scene. Yeah, but, uh, you know, um, 
heard a lot, you know, I heard many conflicting things about the promotion and the people who ran it. I'm not entirely sure who to believe or who to blame, if anybody's to blame, but there was, you know, if you go, you gotta, you gotta know, if you go into wrestling, just, you know, know what you're getting into, because if you don't, boy, you're gonna, it's good, you're gonna be in for a rude awakening, um, if you're not prepared. Also, a former MMA fighter himself. I I found one of his matches on YouTube. He didn't win it, but you know, yeah, but he definitely did showcase skills that you know he knows how to MMA. How, I guess how to MMA fight uh, or fight UFC, as some people would say. What was going through his mindset when, uh, sorry, question, what was it, sorry, question, what was, what he was going through his mindset when he was, uh, talking of us? Well, not only that, what do you think was his mindset about that Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. I was, I was about to say, he was probably thinking, what the fuck am I doing with these two jabronis talking about this match? I want to, I want to go eat a protein shake or something, I don't know. <laughs> nah. He was a he was a nice guy. He was a nice guy. Um, I gotta say, you know, um, I think you know what's interesting about this match is that they're both these two up and coming wrestlers, uh, and they're they definitely are they are poised to become bigger names than what they are now. It's inevitable. And one, as you said, Zachary Wentz is already in, in Impact. I mean, I don't want to say that Impact is, you know, the forefront of uh, wrestling, but you know, I mean, they will be on Access or whatever they call themselves. They're going to call themselves presumably after, you know, a while. So after, you know, when they get on there, so you know, he'll he'll, he'll be getting a, a 
be seen by more people there. But also with Anthony Henry, he was on the WWE Network for that uh, Evolve show when AEW ran uh, their show. Um, what was it? The um, yeah, fight for the fawn. So he's already, you know, got seen by probably hundreds of thousands of people already, um, and he's definitely. I think he's the type of guy that I think he's gonna be in NXT, uh, Stanford, whatever you want to call it. Probably by next year, I think. I think I'm gonna. That's, I'm thinking that. I think I think he's got he's got the look. He's got this. He's got he's got what they're looking for now, in a wrestler. Um, they may you know he's not the biggest guy in the world, but you know the 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 the, the business has changed where somebody where like you know where guys like him can now become a part of WWE when you know in the past someone like him would have been way too small. Um, which is which is crazy, um, but yeah, I think he he he's he's definitely gonna be in WWE uh, by next year. Um, regarding you know um, now, what does he think about Zachary Wentz? Well, I think he's thinking, you know, I gotta keep my momentum. I gotta you know, win like this, you know, definitely will make my name will bring greater a greater notoriety in the wrestling world knowing that I knocked out uh, or submitted Zachary Wentz and I think that's you know if you want to talk about predictions also I think that's how it's going to go I think that Anthony Henry will knock out Zachary Wentz I think that Zachary Wentz I think he's he's, he's younger but he's also not as experienced as well in the ring. He's re- he's used to wrestling a very flashy, gravity-defying style that does not sue well for something like Bloodsport. And I think that, you, you know, exactly. yeah. Especially given the fact that there's going to be no ring ropes to jump off of, no turn ropes, I mean, the turn ropes are just going to be, well, what the hell are they really going to Show. Exactly. I think you know that's the, the issue is is that is he gonna you know he it might almost come second nature to want to jump off, to, to do something like that, but he's not gonna be able to get away with it. So that's why I and Anthony you know Anthony Henry is used to to wrestling a grounded style that that suits well for a blood sport. So yeah, that's why I think that Anthony Henry is gonna be the winner in this match, um, and I think he's gonna he's he's gonna knock out. Uh, Wentz. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm going to have to agree with you because, I mean, let's face it. All those Zachary Wentz are hella talented. I mean, so hella talented, in fact, that a certain podcast that focuses on African American professional wrestlers named him and Nicole Savoy one of the top wrestlers to look out for, one of the top 250 African-American wrestlers to look out for, or top 250 African-American wrestlers of all time. And I think that with Zachary Wentz, 
He's got a lot of star power to prove it. And we've got this TV getting on with Impact Wrestling. And it was only going to be a matter of time before Zachary Wentz gets that star treatment. Either that, I mean, either there or in PWG. Which, of course, he's already a star. Yeah. But as far as that being, then we go. He does have the experience advantage. He does have the MMA experience. He does have experience of fighting another style of combat sports, which he did tell us about, but even still, it's, con- it's pretty convoluted. It really is. <laughs> but exactly. I think that Anthony Henry is probably going to take the win by way of knockout or submission. Either or, it really doesn't matter, because he's going to come in at the yellow the statesman. And he's going to probably come out feeling victorious. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's how I'll exactly see the match going. Mm-hmm. And now for our third to last contest of the evening. Well, it's a match that's probably going to... It's a match that's going to get a lot of eyeballs on this Hopefully so, because you got a member of the Hart family, obviously one of the last trainees of the Hart family dungeon in Calgary, Alberta, versus a mixed martial artist turned pro wrestler who after his last MMA bout, especially, you know, he's blossomed well as a professional wrestler. Baby Boy Smith Jr., the British Bulldog, the second incarnation, Yeah, it must have been one of the biggest nine year olds. Wilson, a.k.a. Tyson Kidd, he is 
champions with his cousin-in-law. Also, one of the members of the winning team for the Dragon Rice Trophy in 2009 is currently one half of the World Sports Tag Team Champions with Grado. I don't, well, I, I don't think World Sports is around anymore on 4 feet, Christian. <laughs> Uh, he's also a, a Naga champion in Nogi heavyweight. Um, 2016 West Coast Vegas Championship. Uh, he's also 1 0 in Bloodsport with a submission win over Killer Cross. I think I know I I think he's not there anymore. Um I oh, right, right, because he represents his own camp, Team uh, but I um what's the team that Eric Spicely is on? Um uh do do uh remember whatever team Eric Spicely is on, I forgot his team, but they're on the same team, uh him and Eric Spicely, the uh UFC fighter. Um Shit here when we're really supposed to be 
on this car. We're almost done. Give us a second. Oh, trying to possibly trying to try Star Jim in Montreal. No, no, not anymore. Not anymore. He's in. He trains with um with Waller at, at um. Oh my God! What is it? Um, what is that? I'm. Oh God! What is that gym that that they train out of? Um. I know that. No, no, Tom Waller. Tom Waller. Oh God! We're just shooting blanks here. <laughs> um. I mean, like we really are. But yeah, I know. I know. I they're not. Um. They're not. They're not. They're not at that gym anymore, as far as I. Oh, the jungle MMA. I think the jungle MMA. Yes, the jungle. That's it. The jungle. Uh, the jungle and He's also, uh, this will be his second outing in Bloodsport. His first one was at Matt Riddle's Bloodsport. Uh, he lost to Walter by submission, but he came into that match with a broken hand. So he basically was handicapped in that match. And he was supposed to be on the second Bloodsport show, uh, first of Josh Barnett's, but uh, had to be pulled due to uh, MLW uh Commitments may have actually been because of the battle riot. I think they ran a battle riot show that that weekend. I feel like. Yeah, they did. I think. So that may have been the one. So yeah, actually, you know, that might have been that might that might be the one that might that might be the the same battle riot that we're talking about. Um, but uh, no. yeah. I was gonna say that that's that in Queens. I definitely know that. <laughs> yeah, but still. Obviously, Filthy Tone Lawler couldn't compete in the 2019 WrestleMania. 
WrestleMania weekend edition of Blood Sport because he had prior commitments with MLW. Oh, this is gonna. I think this is gonna be a grappling battle, uh, mainly. You know, we'll get the palm strikes in occasionally, um, but you know, I think this is gonna. I think this this will be fought and won the ground. Um, I don't. The only, I think the most time it'll actually be standing is when the match begins, and then I think it's gonna go immediately down to the ground, and may stay there until uh, until a winner is until someone gets a submission in. Um, as for um, as for uh, who wins, I think that Tom Waller, with his MMA experience, his grappling experience, and his pro wrestling experience. Now here's the thing as well. He's also gonna be a smaller guy. I think being a smaller guy, he's gonna be he's gonna be he's he's actually when he in UFC he went from middleweight to light heavyweight. So he basically went up a light class a weight class facing bigger guys like you said Corey Anderson. Uh, John Volante, um, who actually he did beat John Volante um, by knockout. So it he's not finding this bigger guy, being the smaller guy, uh, is not some is not something that he's new to. I think he's gonna win this. He's gonna bring it to the ground, and I think he's I think he's gonna submit uh, David Boy Smith uh, in this match. What do you think, Christian? True, that is now he's gonna have a pro wrestling match in a ropeless ring, so this is gonna be fun to see. No, it's funny, it's funny you said that in a cage. You know, Tom Waller is also used to fighting out of the cage as well. As I don't know if you know, in his first MMA match, he fell out of the cage and with the other fighter outside the door. Really, yeah, they, they forgot to lock the door and they both fell out of the cage. Rule of no contest. Um 
They should have had five people standing up against it because it was two light heavyweights. So I actually probably uh, middleweights um, at the time. Oh, middleweights, light heavyweights, whatever it was. But uh, yeah, two big guys. Better have something yeah, that 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 guy, that holds that door up. Oh. Um, now the question, I'm curious to know as well, what about the size differential between this? Probably Lawler's going to come in maybe like 215, 220. Davey Boy Smith is around 250, 260, and taller, 6'6". Six six. You think the size advantage will be something that plays into this match? I think it will. I don't know how you would think it, but I think that size differential will come into factor. Hmm. Um... But do you think, you know, here's the thing, I think that Davey Boy Smith might, um, you know, being the bigger guy, you know, he's, he's got a lot more to carry around, so I'm thinking that he might get exhausted much more quicker. I know, I know he's actually got great cardio, but, you know, trying to keep up with, up with, um, with uh, Tom Waller is, you know, that's going to be, you know, that's a tall order. Um But uh, yeah, I have to go with Tom Waller based just on you know being the overall having the overall MMA background and you know used, being used to fighting bigger people. Exactly. You know, I have a question. Now, I do, just uh-huh. one quickly uh, regarding MLW. Do you think the winner? Do you think this will carry on? Um, th- these two, um, this two feud, will these two feud over? Will this be the impetus for a feud in MLW, you think, at some point? Uh-huh. I mean, to be quite honest, I don't know if it would carry over to MLW per se, but I think that whoever wins that match is going to have a lot of bragging rights going into their next MLW feud. Like, for example, currently... Lawler is having to deal with the country units. And Baby Boy Smooth Jr., who is part of the Heart Foundation 3.0, he's having to deal with the Salt of the Earth, Maxwell Jacob Franklin, and the Dynasty. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that whoever wins this match, they're going to have a lot to say. They're going to have a lot to feel going into their next feud against somebody else other than their respective opponents. Exactly, yeah, yeah, oh. Um, but, uh, yeah, with that, you want to go on to the next match, Christian? Ah, uh, yeah. The co-main event of the evening sees one of wrestling's brightest stars without a social media presence versus one of MMA's greatest warriors. Wait, Christian, the co-main events. Oh, so are you reading? For, oh, you. they must not have updated the, uh, the, the, the there's another match. Um... That I think might be the co-main event. What? Seriously? Yeah, Nick Gage versus Killer Cross, which was just announced literally like yesterday. Holy shit! Yeah, I know, I know. They, it's, uh, it's you know, it's literally like like only a few days before the actual show, but you know that that I believe is the ma- is the co-main event. But we can go on to this one, uh, and then we'll talk about the the, the uh, that match uh, after. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So let's go ahead and talk about this match first. Timothy Thatcher versus Manoa Man. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. Ecosystem Manoa. Who is making his U.S. 
mainland U.S. stayed new. I mean, obviously, he fought one time in Hawaii for pro elite, losing to Kendall Grove, but still. <laughs> Anyways, Timothy Thatcher, 6'3", 224 pounds, from Sacramento, California, born June 2nd, Was that the uh, catch point? Was, was that the part of that unit catch point? nice credentials yeah definitely one of the best in the in the world and you know it came out you know it's funny he's he has a very interesting career that he was coming you know when he was making a name for himself on the indie scene it was at a time when like you know the his style was not something that fans really were looking for but he still did it nonetheless you know that that map based submission style of wrestling Every you know, most people wanted to do uh wanted flips and dives. They wanted to see fancy shit. But he was like, but he di he basically kept it kept it on his two feet, so to speak. Um, and okay. basically, you know, yeah, kind of ushered. He was kind. Of, he's definitely kind of ushered in. Um. Uh, the uh this this new style of was one of the uh, pioneers of this new style of wrestling um, that uh, has become much more popular now, uh, thanks to people like him. That's insane. Yeah, that is insane. 
but he holds a record. 64 wins. 42 by way of submissions will be a knockout. 42 losses. 20 by way of decision. And 8 draws. In MMA alone, he is a 2005 Pride FC World to Wait Grand Prix semifinalist. In 10 place, he was the 1999 Neo Blood Tournament winner, a 2000 Light Heavyweight King of Fame Grand Prix tournament runner-up, and 1997 Neo Blood Tournament semifinalist. In Dream, he was the 2009 Super Bowl Grand Prix champion, yeah. defeating Ramon Tiri Sokuju. And, did I mention, he has competed for a bevy of including but not limited to Time Clay, UFC, Dream, Ride, Deep, and... He's been basically everywhere, and he's still competing to this day. Rode, I think his last match was in Road FC. It's his first time, um, you know, you know, what a way to, you know, make a debut on Josh Barnett's blood sport of all places, you know, it's, it, you know, credit to people at, uh, at GCW who just get all these people that just, you know, Game Changer Wrestling that is, by the way, who just, they, they never get the usual people, you know, they don't get all these people that you usually see on every indie show um, that are, you know, that are almost like, you know, you see Pen every Pentagon, Junior, Ray, uh, Phoenix, they're on every show every weekend. How, what, what, who else would, would book Minowa Man in a pro wrestling match in America? Only GCW would do something like that. Uh, yeah, they're definitely, I think they're definitely, they are definitely, uh, an indie that, you know, not, here's the, not everything they do is good, you know, I think, I'm not a big fan of, of some of their hardcore matches, but I think what their ideas are, you know, they truly do represent, when they, when they say game-changing, they definitely do mean it, and I admire that they take risks, um, and they have no, you know, that they, they that they think outside the box, when it comes to matches, and this is a great example of them thinking outside the box. I see, I see. Now, as far as predictions go, is it easy to say that Manila Man will get the win via submission because of his background, or do you think that Timothy Thatcher has something 
Well, also want to let you know everybody know that Tem- uh, that um, Timothy Thatcher is 0-2 right now in Bloodsport, both by knockout. Uh, first was to Nick Gage, and the second time was to Hideki Suzuki. So he's coming into this, you know, with an under 500 record. And I'm gonna have to say this: I think he's gonna come in. He's gonna exit this match with an 0-3 record. I think that middleweight man is going to su- going to submit. Thatcher, you know, here's the thing. Whenever you watch minimal man's matches, you know what's it's so funny is that like when he wins, it's the most impressive win that you can possibly like conjure up. You know, he's fighting these guys that are like ten times his his size. You know, he fought like you said, he fought Soak with Dishu. Um God, who else? Gilbert Ivel. Um if did you just look up a bunch of video you know, his entire career was basically was basically fighting guys who were bigger than him, and you forgot Errol Zimmerman. Errol Zimmerman, Giant Silva, um, yeah, this you, he has a he has fought bigger guys than Tim Thatcher, uh, and I think that you know he's just gonna have every advantage uh, on the ground and especially on the ground and on the stand up. Uh, I don't know about the stand-up, but I think certainly on the ground, this is minimum. That's minimum man's territory, and he's gonna sneak in a submission, you know, knee bar, heel hook, um, just like how he would defeat all those those bigger guys that he uh, and that's uh, like in that Super Hulk tournament that he that he did in Dream, um, and uh, yeah, I think that minimum man's gonna ha- is going to is I think minimum man's gonna. Wow, the U.S. audience, you know, because I'm pretty sure there's gonna probably be people that are not too familiar with him. They may have heard of him. Uh, I don't know if there's gonna be people that have seen his MMA matches or his pro wrestling matches, but I think he's going. I think he's gonna certainly wow the audience there. Oh yeah, it'll definitely be a submission, some sort of submission win. Um, what do you think that minimal man will do anything? You know, middle end Manny. I guess you could say during this match. Uh, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't. Do you think he'll he'll wear the uh, the red trunks? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but still, he's gonna bring back the red shorts. Have you ever heard about how he trains? Mm, no. Oh. He apparently like he'll have like his he'll like go to like what do you call it like baseball um or like you ever you know those machines that like. You put balls in them, and they like shoot out balls, like and like. Yeah, he apparently trains that way, 
uh, trying to dodge balls and all that stuff. He apparently, like, trains near waterfalls, um, like, jumping over rocks. That's what I've heard. In other words, that's why he's a freelancer. <laughs> <laughs> because his way of training, his way of training... Oh yeah, I don't even know. He might be one of those Japanese fighters who I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't even have a gym. You know, how there's like some fighters who just don't have a gym in Japan. I, I feel I, I would not be surprised if he is one of those guys. Hmm, I see. Just like when it comes to Timothy Thatcher, he's one of the guys that don't really have much to talk about on social media because he's not there Ex on social media. Oh yes, yeah. He likes to. Uh, he likes to do his. His his stuff in the ring, um, he likes to keep he likes to keep all that all the stuff in the ring, not outside. Uh huh. Well, I mean, yeah, I can understand that he, you know, doesn't do social media because he probably got like a job outside of professional wrestling that has him not doing social media, or that he likes to keep his private life private. That's the only time we should ever reference Drake ever, <laughs> ever in a in this podcast. Correct you, uh, Christian. It's Nick fucking Gage. Inoki Genome, I think he and Eric Hammer were, were tag team partners once in a match. And
going through some problems with Impact Wrestling right now. He wants to get released. You think that will change with this uh, whole thing with Access now? because I'm in agreement that uh, Kill Cross will win this. Uh, mind you, Kill Cross is 0-1, as we mentioned before, in, uh, in Bloodsport, uh, losing the, by submission to Davey Boy Smith Jr. But uh, Nick Gage is 1-0, winning, uh, beating uh, Timothy Thatcher, as we just mentioned. But, um, you know, what a match. This is, this is a Fire Pro Wrestling random match random match generator match, I feel like. But this is gonna, you know... Here's the thing. Nick... Nick Cage ain't gonna submit uh, Killer Cross. But here's the thing. Nick Cage... Uh, Nick Cage, I mean, Nick... Nick Cage is not gonna go down until he's either dead or the referee stops the match. Maybe the latter. More likely the latter. <laughs> but, um... I got, you know... The thing is that he has no technique in his striking. 
It's just all, you know, it's just really like all like, it's so, it's so dirty and grimy, as grimy as him. But here's the thing, you, that will only take you so far. Um, I gotta say that like, you know, like Killer Cross is gonna be a lot more crisp. He, if, uh, he, he does train at, at um, I believe it's the Syndicate MMA in Vegas. So he's gonna come into he's gonna come into this match a guy who's well rounded, who's ve- who's much more smarter on the feet, and I won't be surprised. Nick Gage, you know, Nick Gage might be asking for a brawl, but he might um, overcompensate and get himself knocked out. I would not be surprised if that happens. But yeah, I have to go with Killer Cross. Hey, I wouldn't be surprised if Killer Cross hit the win via knockout. But you know damn well that Nick Gage is gonna pull something crazy. Oh yes, yeah, I am. You know they better have. You know, th- even though there's no ring ropes, but I would not be surprised if this goes outside. So the crowd better be, uh, better be, um, um, better be prepared. Oh yes, well this is blood sports. I think that was, right? Yeah, 
has an honorary black film that we introduced to under Eric Big Cat Paulson, one of his trainers alongside the late great Billy Robinson. And it's a second degree that I do introduce to black belt under Egon Machado. In a career that in an MMA career that dates back to nineteen ninety seven, he has thirty five wins. Nineteen via submission, ten via knockout. One disqualification, five decision, and eight losses. Four via knockout. He is a 2009 IBJJF World Nogi Jiu Jitsu gold medalist. In MMA, he was the owns no. In MMA, he was the openweight king of Pan Crazy, 2006 Pride Heavyweight Grand Prix runner-up. 2013 Strike Force Heavyweight Grand Prix runner-up, Super Bowl 13 Heavyweight Tournament winner Wade wins a two-time UFC World Heavyweight Champion and the youngest UFC World Heavyweight Champion at only 24 at the time. He is the Metamorph Heavyweight Champion, but who mm-hmm. knows about Metamorph? Mm-hmm. He's probably dead and buried. It's with the opposite of Metamorph. Meta- Metamorphosis, or metamorphosis, uh, you know, it's probably, yeah, it's probably dead now. <laughs> yeah, and of course, in addition to fighting for the UFC, Strike Force, Impact FC, Dream, both Affliction shows, then Goku, Pride, and Inoki. I mean, and Antonio Inoki, as well as Icon Sports Super Bowl and New Japan Pro Wrestling, he's recently signed to Bellator. But still, what are your thoughts about this bout? And, I mean, what are your thoughts about this bout? How long do you think this bout will last, and who do you think is going to win this? Mm. Um, well, I guess I want to first pose a question to you, Christian. What do you think about Chris Dickinson as a replacement for John Moxley? Um, yeah, what do you think about him as a replacement? In a way, I don't know if this is really... I mean, in a way, I don't know if this is really going to help... I mean, it's not going to help people... What am I trying to say? It's not going to attract Uh, yes, he's one on one. He lost in uh, his first Buzzport match at Matt Riddle's Buzzport, uh, the Dan the Beast Severin by Rear Naked Choke. And then uh, at this year's Buzzport show, uh, Josh Barnett's Buzzport show, he won. He tapped out Andy Williams by Rear Naked Choke. Oh, yep, and also a friend of Barnett as well, mind you. Um, so. You know, I have to say that, um, you know, personally, you know, in terms of star power, this is not an insult to Chris Dickinson, but unfortunately, you know, Dickinson does not have the same star power that Moxley has. Um, you know, when it, it was announced, you know, it was kind of like, oh, okay, that's not, you know, but who else can you get besides Moxley? Who, you know, 
the two, you know, who would be in name value equal to Moxley? I can't think of really a lot of people. Um, Not that many. Not that many. But uh, when I talked to Josh Barnett, he told me one of the reasons why this match is happening is because uh, he, uh, Dickinson said that he's, uh, that he is as real as real gets. And so he wanted to put, um, put that to a test. And so, what do you think, Christian? Do you think that, that, uh, Dickinson is as real as real gets? say, you know, I think that, that Barnett is taking this by submission. He is a better grappler, um, but he also did mention in the interview with him that smaller guys are a lot harder to get a, get a, like a limb or a hold of. Smaller compact guys like a, um, like a uh, Chris Dickinson. Um, but no, but I think that, you know, I think that Barnett's going to be the, he's going to be I don't think he'll necessarily even be the stronger guy. I think Chris Dickinson might be a strong guy. Obviously, he'll be the bigger guy, but stronger might be Dickinson. But nonetheless, I think that Barnett, you know, is going to come in motivated because, you know, he said that this is not going to go to draw. He says that there will be a winner. I know, obviously, be, and he said it'll be him. But, yeah, I don't think, I don't think that uh, he, that, uh, I don't think that Chris Dickinson's going to, other than maybe a little bit on the stand-up, I think that, that, that Barnett will probably dominate this um, as one, and he's going to bring it to the ground and, uh, you know, probably choke him out, um, I, I feel like. Right, right. And one more question before we try and close this out with some rise talk. I mean, do you think that there will be a chance where we could potentially see John Moxley versus Josh Barnett? Uh, yes. Uh, he. Uh, I did ask him that, and he said that they both want this match to happen. Um, well, they want this match to happen both. So, but the the obvious issue is is um, AEW. Will AEW allow Moxley to be to do something like this? You know after when their television starts. Because, you know, now their television is, hasn't started, so things are a little bit different. People can do, you know, a little bit more free-to-do stuff. Um, but what about once that television starts? Will he be allowed to do this? I don't think so. You know, well, I shouldn't say I don't think so, but, you know, I hope. I hope so. Uh, as he told me, you know, they both want to, um, 
they both want this match to happen. And, you know, the fans want to happen as well. And let's be honest, you know, I think that they probably sold most of their tickets, hope, uh, you know, thinking that a lot of the fans thought that this match would happen. But obviously, unfortunately, it did not, you know, you know, it sucks that he got MRSA, but, you know, yeah, I wouldn't want to fight a guy who has MRSA. So, you know, I have no pro I have no issue with them, you know, saying we're not going to really, you know, run this match now. Um, but I hope that, you know, you know, we will obviously Moxley in New Japan. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll be seeing in AEW. He might come around for some other, like, indie shows. But I think that, uh, you know, I'm hoping that, uh, that they'll allow him just, you know, to, um, to do this one, to do this one match. If it's the last match he does on the indies, you know, at some point, and then he'll be with AEW, you know, full-time, then you, you know what, even all the more better. Let him go out with a big time match that a lot of people want to see. Uh-huh. What do you think, Christian? You think we'll see the match, or is AEW going to clamp down on their, um, on their contracted guys? become like the, you know, like the E, as people say, or else, yeah, you know, two companies that are like the E, that's not good. Exactly. Which match are you looking forward to the most? go with, let's see, I gotta go with Simon Grimm and Anthony Corelli, because I want to see what these two guys bring, because uh, I don't know how this match will go, uh, in terms of what these two will deliver, so I, that's the match I am most looking forward to. I think so, I think so. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, though, you know, if we saw that, you know, I guess because, you know, we see, I've seen them a lot, you know. It's kind of like the mystery of what Anthony Corelli will do and what Simon Grimm will, will do in this match. That kind of has, a, has, has me stroking my chin, stroking my chin, so to speak. Christian? Oh, sorry, uh, sorry, I put myself on mute. Uh, <laughs> no, that's fine, that's fine. But real quick, before we get off the air, we gotta talk about a little bit about 
the Rise card that's coming up this weekend as well. And more importantly than that, the two main event matches. The 59 kilogram Grand Prix between Tenshin Nakagawa and Shiro, and the 61 kilogram Grand Prix final between Taiju Shiratori and King Genji Umedo. Who do you think will win those two fights and why? Uh, I think it's going to be a double dose of Team Teppin that night. I think Taiju Shiratori and, uh, and um, Tenshin Nasukawa come away the winners. Um, yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. I think Team Teppin is going is gonna, is gonna, is gonna to come home. You're going to have two winners in two different uh, weight classes. Um, I think it'll be great fights, though. I think they'll be great fights. I wish they weren't airing it at Monday morning, Sunday night. I have no idea why. I wish they could have done it like the uh, the uh, the Sunday nights. Uh, well, Sunday night Japan, Saturday night for us, like they were do, did with the other two shows. Uh, but yeah, whatever, whatever. Um, what do you think? Who? How do you think these fights are gonna go? Hey, I won't be Well, you know, here one thing that's different about this Rise card is that we got uh, first of all, there's we got some women on the card. It's the first time. Well, should say it's the first time women are in Rise because that's not true. But it's the first time for this. Ex- I don't want. I guess expansion or testing the waters of 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 American Western of, of making it available in the West. You know that they've done this um, through Fight TV. Um, let's see. Uh, we got Thalisan Gomez returning as well, so he lost the, his last match, unfortunately. Um, but you know, hopefully he's coming back. You know, because I think he's a very exciting fighter to watch. Um, I think Bay Noah is back as well. Uh, they actually got the entire card on their poster, which I'll say I love that Rise does that. That they put the entire all the fights on their poster. I wish more. I wish more promotions kind of did something like that. Where the, where where um they could let you know oh these are all the fights that are happening and somehow somehow uh rise manages to somehow squeeze them all on their um on one poster. Um, point um but uh is there uh anybody else who you think uh you would pay attention to during this uh show christian other than the uh, main events uh the two uh tournament matches She hasn't been as success. Yeah, she has not been as successful as him in kickboxing. If I'm correct, right? Obviously, she lost that one time. So of course she's not successful. Um, so, um, yeah, and um, do you think that uh, w- with a win in this, 
well, with tension winning this, what do you think will be next? Well, you know, we've had a shocker this year. I'm not so sure if, you know, imagine if tension lost in this. What do you think would happen if he does lose? To be honest, I don't really know. I mean, it's the same thing if he does win. If he wins it, I don't know what's next for him. But I hope it ain't no stupid-ass gimmick fight with somebody like Manny Pacquiao or Conor McGregor. What would you do? Okay, hypothetical. He wins this, and then they announce uh, at Ryzen him versus Manny Pacquiao in exhibition match. What it, what would you be your first reaction? My first reaction would be, what the fuck are they thinking? Because obviously Manny Pacquiao is coming off of that fight with Keith Thurman. He's now officially a champion in like six different weight classes. I mean, to be quite honest, why would he be doing something like that, knowing damn well that there's lucrative seven or eight figure deals to fight Errol Spence Jr. or Sean Porter, Showtime Sean Porter coming up? Um, Ryzen will say, hey, here's some money. You saw how much uh, UFC gave uh, gave uh, Sakaki Bara for that. Um, uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. You saw how much they gave him. So, hey, he's got some money to throw around. You know, most people would have spent it. Instead, he sat on it and waited to basically make Ryzen. <laughs> most yeah, this most people would have just spent that money. Within a year, but no, no, he was, he saved it all for Ryzen. Um, question, what happens if it's Conor McGregor? They announce a, a, a exhibition Ryzen boxing bout between him and uh, Conor McGregor. Oh, fuck, don't even think about, don't even think about getting me started on that, because then we'll never hear the end of it from the fucking McGregor bro camp and... All of his so-called fans who are really just bandwagoners only like him because of how much of an asshole he can become. I mean, I think that if he does end up fighting tension off the tower, you can throw that Bushido spirit shit right out the window. Mm-hmm. But you do know that these that both would benefit. Well, the play devil's advocate. That those would certainly put get people paying attention to Ryzen who normally don't. For better or for worse, I should say. Um, yeah, of course. And the so-called mainstream MMA media who obviously don't give two fucks about Ryzen. They would start coming out the woodwork claiming that they know all about the fighters, but only care about one fight. Oh, oh yes. No doubt. No doubt. Um, but, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what, uh, you know... Uh, you know, they didn't make a big announcement last time when, uh, after Tension, uh, beat Suikim, which I think a lot of people were surprised about. They, I think a lot of people thought that there would be a, uh, surprise about, uh, an announcement about his fight in Ryzen, but, um, no, there wasn't. So, I guess we'll have to wait and see, you know, if they got something in store, if he does win, uh, this, uh, Rise, uh, tournament. Imagine if he loses, you know, imagine, you know, so we would have Kyoji Horiguchi lost, and we would have had 
Tenshin Nasakawa lose. Two major upsets this year. Uh, nah. Think, uh, and, J- that would, and that would make that kickboxing match they had this time last year at Ryzen 13 mean absolutely nothing. Oh, yes. That's that's very true. That is that is very true. Um, but yeah, anything else you want to say about the Rise card before uh, we close it out? Do you think, will there be anybody else involved uh, with the commentary? Wrestling, 
GCW Wrestling underscore. Tell them how excited and how pumped up you are for this event on Twitter. I mean, my goodness. Yes, we did. We did. I don't think there's any more. Um, there's, you know, there's a great, you know, got we got two great things coming up. We got Rise. We got obviously Bloodsport, the two. So there's a lot of great things uh, this weekend. And hopefully everybody can tune in to all the violence this weekend. Um, are there any football games going on?